Hey guys, welcome to the Hero Podcast, where we help those who identify as women get back to their confident, sexy, and empowered self after a breakup. The path to breakup recovery can be a torturous and lonely journey, especially if you don't know why you feel the way you do, or you just don't know how to bloody fix it. Empowering yourself with knowledge, building confidence, and embracing camaraderie is the way to go about it. And that is just what the Hero Podcast is all about. Whether you've just got out of a relationship or the bonds of the past are still holding you back today, you're sure to pick up snacks or even whole meals of actionable advice when you listen in. So let's jump on in. Today we're talking about the introvert's guide to confidence, how to step into your power as an introvert and take back control in an extroverted world. We're going to take an in-depth view as to what being an introvert actually means, how it can affect us pre, during and post breakups, and just how we can empower our brilliant minds to rebuild our confidence. Now before we begin, remember to follow the Hero Podcast on Spotify. And if you are keen to join our community of like-minded boss women, you can download our new Hero Breakup Recovery app, that's H-E-R dot zero, for free on Google Play or the App Store. Our guest expert today is Ellie Harwood. Ellie is a holistic wellness and confidence coach and embodied dance facilitator, helping shy, introverted women to discover and embody their most empowered selves so that they can live their lives with more inner peace, passion and purpose. Ellie takes a holistic approach to building confidence as she believes that all areas of our being and all areas of our lives are connected. So let's get into it. Well, I'd like to welcome you, Ellie, to our podcast. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today and to talk about this issue that is, uh, I know I suffer from it a lot, It's um, or maybe it's not even an issue, but talking about how introverts are able to uh, you know, gain, regain their, their power and confidence in an overwhelmingly extroverted world. And um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> now, can you tell our viewers whereabouts you are at the moment? Yeah, so I'm currently in Oman, uh, in the Middle East. <laughs> and originally from the UK. Originally from the UK. I've been here... Mm -hmm. I've been here six and a half years now. Wow, wow, okay. And you're going to be moving shortly too to another area of the world. You're a very um, well-traveled person by the sounds of it so far. Um, That's really cool. Okay, so what I'd like to start off with is just to ask you about um, why you started your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, it all goes back to my personal story um, and really the journey that I went on, um, yeah. which so <laughs> to start with, you know, it kind of entered, when I entered my teenage years, that's when yeah. it began, looking back. Um, Is this when you first noticed that you were perhaps introverted yourself? Yeah, but I didn't understand, you know, the real meaning of what an introvert was. So for me, you know, I was comparing myself, becoming more self-aware and um, basically concluded that my 
you know, that I was a lot more quiet than other people and, um, and basically that my personality wasn't good enough um, compared to the, you know, the more <laughs> explicitly kind of louder, confident, popular yeah. kind of kid. Um, and this was, this was, you know, a subconscious belief that now I understand it was formed at that time yeah um and i tried to compensate for that by looking as perfect as i could and i actually you know, targeted my body and became underweight when i was 14. oh wow um yeah and and um you know luckily i mean the the, the thought of being admitted somewhere for an eating disorder was terrifying for me so I reluctantly started eating better but that root you know kind of issue of the, the low self-worth was, was never fully um, looked at and so I had this very turbulent relationship with with my body with food with exercise with myself right up until my early 20s wow um, so it was this yeah it was just you know self-consciousness and then um overthinking, self-judgment, um, I hated talking about myself and uh, I kind of found I was either um, I was either kind of adapting myself uh, to fit in um, mm. you know, with others or it was easier to withdraw and kind of be by myself. Yeah. Um, and it was a very private struggle, you know, so I have, I had how I have good memories and I had great friends but it was you know it was hard for me to truly relax and be myself yeah um, because yeah it, was, it wasn't something that I spoke about it was very very internal <laughs> private struggle and of course um, um finding out about it like it, it becoming you know blatantly becoming blatantly aware of those things during our teenage years is, is like an awful time to because you're not surrounded by reasonable adults or anything like that you're supposed mm. you're surrounded by people who are constantly judging and you know being able to bring things up is not always the easiest thing during that time is it yeah and so the turning point came for me it was quite unexpected um, i came home from uni one year and um, i read an inspiring true story online called called the mirror rule and um it was about a woman who discovered that she had suppressed anger towards her dad okay um and that really resonated with me and um she was guided through a forgiveness process and i thought okay i really i really want to do this for myself and uh you know it was kind of like a private journaling uh, practice um, or process sorry and then the next part of that was to actually go and speak to my dad because that's what happened in the story as well mm. um, and that took a lot of courage but again I just knew that I wanted to do that for for my own well-being and for our relationship as well okay. and um, yeah and that experience you know not only we kindled our relationship it also then had a positive knock-on effect on my other relationships and it was really my first conscious experience of of taking responsibility for my own well-being you know kind wow. of realizing that 
oh wow, I, I have this, you know, suppressed anger in me and it's affecting other areas of my life. It's, you know, this kind of, um, yeah, awakening moment, I guess. And, and then I, and I realized that I could free myself of that. Um, so that's, that kind of, from there, I entered this journey of self-discovery and um, became more and more interested in, in holistic health and wellness and personal development. Um, and so when I, when I kind of really discovered the, the field of coaching and looked at the options there, that just really spoke to me. Mm. That's amazing. And then when I was, you know, when I was to decide who do I want to work with specifically, that's when it all, you know, I put all the pieces together and I thought, oh, yeah, of course, it's the journey that I've been on. So I want to help integrated women who struggle with, you know, low self-worth, shyness, that chronic overthinking, all of those things. That's incredible. And it's, it's nice to be able to um, turn your own experience into something that can help other people because you've, you've forged that way yourself. I, I really love that. And how exactly do you work with people? Like what is your, it's a, is it coaching business? Is this something where you do it one-to-one or is it via Zoom or workshops? How do you work with people? Yeah, so primarily online. Um, I have both one-to-one programs and programs. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's really the kind of essence of, of all of my work is guiding my clients to you know, to discover and understand more of themselves first and foremost, um, and and their potential, and just to make these make these powerful shifts in their mental, emotional, and behavioral patterns because they're all connected. Oh, that's incredible. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm dying to find out how you actually um, connected these things up because it's not really a natural thing to think of someone who is, who is introverted and, um, and then the, the sort of finding out there are deeper anger issues. And I'd love to hear more about what actually is being introverted. There's so many, you know, like myself before we've chatted before, I've always thought of being introverted as just quiet like most people. And so can you explain a little bit more about what being introverted actually is? Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a personality type, you could say, with its own set of, of strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's not something to be fixed. <laughs> and some of the, the common traits are you know, introverts are internal processes. So we like to make sense of things privately, um, often quite deeply in our minds first. So we love to reflect, daydream, imagine, analyze. Um, whereas extroverts would be more likely to want to speak it out loud, speak their thoughts and feelings out loud, you know, as a first kind of choice. Yeah. Um, and then Typically, introverts are more sensitive uh, and receptive to stimuli in the environment. Okay. So whether yeah. that's whether that's you know lots of people, movements, um, and it can also be like noise and light. You know, right. And there's obviously different degrees of sensitivity, but that's typically um, how yeah the case for introverts. Um, and so 
they we find that you know we we can enjoy social um, social activities and maybe sometimes uh, ones uh, that are more stimulating, but will be will you know be more prone to kind of feeling that energy um, drain when uh, mm. quicker than than extroverts would, and so we need to recognize that and then have our quiet time and then time to recharge again. That recharging, that's quite interesting. I've heard um, somewhere else that it's about our recharging is, is on our own, whereas, um, say, I'm introverted, but my mum's extroverted and she, she prefer to, you know, recharge with, with people and, and mm. that's how she, you know, fills up the tank, whereas I'm completely the opposite and I just prefer to be alone with the cats and just chill for a bit. Is that sort of the same? Is yeah, that exactly. Is that, a, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely a typical trait. Yeah, introverts. That's cool. Um, mm. And yes, I mean, some other things could be connected to, you know, being an internal process and maybe needing a bit longer time to, to, um, to think before we speak. And often mm. introverts like to write as well, than speaking. <laughs> um, well, I suppose trailing from, from that is, um, you know, and, and thinking about the multitude of experiences I've had as, as growing up as an introvert, there, there can be a lot of issues that can come with uh, being naturally introverted. Like I say, it's not something to be solved, but it is. It does present challenges in in a world that that favors people who speak up and are out loud and boisterous and and kind of the life of the party. Whereas it's, I, I know for myself, I found it really. Uh, people always labeled me shy, even though I, I didn't lack confidence in wanting to be a part of things. I just sort of took things in at first and and sometimes even um you know when when I'm I'm in that quiet place and and just taking everything in um sometimes being thought of as as being bitchy or unapproachable or, or um it's just like this this whole range of things that that we can come up against what kind of things uh have you found along your your pathway that that people have have had challenges with as introverts yeah i mean it's such a such a misunderstood thing i think because it's easy to equate it with being shy or having social anxiety or being or being antisocial or being boring or being a loner which is obviously none of these things are positive um and but the truth is you know it is it is what i've just described more of this kind of to do with the processing energy Mm. um but yeah of course you can be an introvert and experience shyness and low self-confidence and I think introverts are probably, you know, maybe more prone to that, to those, um, to struggling with that, due to, you know, the kind of societal conditioning of the what is desired and what is, um, you know, what is seen as desirable. This kind of extrovert yeah. ideal of being comfortable speaking up and being seen and outgoing and being a wish taker. These type of things. Um, and so, yeah, it can lead to these kind of beliefs that, oh, I'm, you know, I don't measure up to that, so it must be something wrong with me. Mm, you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm, 
and, and then it can lead to all the you know not enough type of beliefs like I'm not interesting enough or expressive enough or spontaneous mm. enough um, and you know it kind of all goes back to this kind of a core uh, low self-worth issue yeah yeah because you measure yeah, yourself up against something that I mean other people aren't as knowledgeable about it either and they're just kind of this weird kind of measuring stick about what we should be rather than who we are and working with that exactly yeah yeah um, um, oh sorry carry on yeah I mean there's another thing would be um like feeling like I mean we're internal process and processes anyway but then this kind of feeling of I need to keep everything inside like being afraid to speak up mm. and maybe trying to manage alone because we don't think people will understand us or we feel ashamed or we don't want to burden other people or this, you know fear of fear of being judged and so I think that can also intensify you know any kind of um, negative feelings and thoughts that we're experiencing do you think that fear is, is like an innate thing of introverted people or is it just something that kind of comes on as we interact in, in the world and society and find, oh, we're not the same as everyone, so I'll just kind of go within my shell. Is, is that the where that fear comes from or is it just a natural thing of introverted people? Um, I don't think it's natural, no. I think... Um, I think it's just very easy to to get confused really because of the things that because of our experiences and then how how we manage that you know, yeah. or, or how we how we don't manage it. <laughs> um, it can be very yeah. I think I think it's more of this kind of association, which is misunderstood. Yeah. I, I think. Um... One of the major turning points I had was was when I got to it was in my um, mid twenties I think and so it took that long I, I for that all that time I, I believed in my heart that it was I was just I wasn't interesting enough like all the things you were saying before I wasn't loud enough so I, I didn't really hit I, there mustn't be anything for me to say I didn't fit in and you know must be I was overweight my whole life and and you know that's all part of it and um I didn't fit in with my uh I suppose peers growing up because I uh come from a, an indigenous I'm indigenous to New Zealand and come from that background but of course my skin color was different so I kind of stuck out the whole time I was about three feet taller than most people that in my life and so just stuck out like a sore thumb and then when you're introverted and feel like you just want to hide and not be seen by anyone that um it just it's really crippling at times but I remember this one time at work um had an awesome workplace um at a careers advisory type role um at a university and then the um my boss made us all do a Myers-Briggs test and like whether that's you know 
the best measure for that type of thing or not it what it gave me was um it gave me a label to this like what i was feeling was actually a thing and just because i am a certain you know i'm inclined to feel and and process things a different way doesn't mean that there's nothing there to to give to the world so it just really changed my life that that moment and from then on it was but you know that shame sort of lifts after a while because oh sorry jumping back one with the work aspect it's these challenges that we face as introverted people um, in the world have, have up till now, you know, we can suffer from many different things like work, um, not speaking up, not getting that promotion, not, not being confident enough to ask for a higher raise, but coming, sort of turning that to relationships, um, and as you were alluding to earlier, um, things like a breakup and, and even before the breakup when we're in these romantic relationships or even relationships with our parents and family they can be these sort of pressure cookers where we don't feel confident enough to speak up and speak our mind i know this is a really long question but what are your thoughts on that <laughs> yeah first of all i can totally relate to that you know the test where it's like oh okay other other people like yeah. <laughs> you know, experiencing this um yeah so i mean i think with relationships yeah it can be i mean it really depends if it's a romantic relationship i think it can be easy to really kind of tie your sense of worthiness to that person you don't have that solid self-worth itself yeah um and so when there's a even a conflict or a breakup then that can be amplified because it's like you know it's almost like your worthiness has been taken away yeah um, yeah so yeah i know that can be really um i was thinking about times where uh again as an introverted person i was always really nervous about speaking up in my relationships um, in all of my relationships I never felt um, confident enough to do that and it was only and so I mean there's there's an amount of resentment that goes on there a lot of anger builds up um, and you know and not being able to express how I felt not and my was a couple of my relationships actually went on longer then I wanted it to in a, in a way that didn't suit me I didn't feel comfortable but I just didn't have the right tools and the right way of being able to communicate things because a lot of it is down to communication tools isn't it about understanding how to process that those feelings inside first of all from the relationship second about your own sense of value and and what what you feel is right and wrong and then being able to actually say that to someone else it's a it's like a whole minefield especially if you don't know anything yeah. about it right yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and, and also also having the compassion for the other person as well and knowing you know this kind of you know thing of not taking everything personally which is yeah yeah can be yeah <laughs> exactly it really is like the um uh, i suppose uh, again like thinking of the pre knowing about introverted things in the post it's it's like the whole men are from mars women are from venus type things or, or left and right like there's this 
what is it like a dichotomy of of you know, these really polar opposites where if you don't understand about these things it can really cause a lot of issues in your life about um geez why am i so different for this other person why can't we just figure this out why is there always such a a, a mess or a, or a you know discomfort around it it's um yeah i mean a lot of people have different experiences to me i just know that these are definitely issues that i've faced before so please just jump in if you feel like talking by the way i will talk forever <laughs> so, <laughs> things. i haven't even looked at my questions yet okay us introverts how do we how can it be a little bit how can it be challenging during a breakup i know we, we dealt with this issue just before but I'm thinking more on the recovery side of things. With in terms of the the breakup specifically and that that separation part, what have you had an experience with with people going through breakups and and their you know ability to to deal with it effectively as introverts? Well, if anything, I can speak more from my own personal experience. <laughs> Go for it, <laughs> because um, yeah. I, I, I have. Um, I was actually au pairing in Spain uh, in my gap year when uh, my then boyfriend broke up with me. Wow. Uh, who was back in the UK, and it was yeah, it was really devastating. Um, that was when I was eighteen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, at that point, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't started my personal development journey, so these kind of concepts of self-worth and self-love I hadn't even heard of. Yeah, yeah. Forget meditation and all these things that are so, seem, you know, so popular today. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the same time, when I, I can also remember, you know, for example, my, my family giving me some advice and tips, but it, when you're in it, you know, in that pain, it doesn't really help, does it? <laughs> you know, you kind of, there's an element of okay, you have to go through this process yeah. to some extent, and then yeah, then there comes a time of like okay, you know, how can I reframe this? Um, which you know, I didn't, I didn't actually have those tools at the time, but mm. now I know that it's you know, and now I know that for every every experience. There's always another way to look at it. There's always something to learn from. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's amazing those. Thank you for sharing that. It's it's amazing those times when you're first when you're in it and it just feels like you're in the dark and being punched around for by something I don't know what the hell it is but it's I know that it's hurting me so it's it's like that you know the grief and, and the shame and all these sorts of things we now have labels for them but at the time when you're in it you just don't and again with family and friends who always have the the best thoughts for you but it's a you're in a completely different um state of your brain like your brain chemistry is completely different and while every person knows what it's like to be what well, most people i'd say by now uh, have been through a separation of some kind of breakup but it's like when we are not in that space anymore our brain covers that up it's like a forgotten kind of memory and it's only until you're in that again it's like oh yeah okay and so hearing things like you'll get better and it'll be fine like it's it's yes it's useful information but it doesn't really help at the time does it 
exactly. And one, one thing I also uh, remembered from that time is, again, because as introverts, we process things on the inside and we, um, you know, once we've formed a complete picture, then maybe we'll, we'll explain that to, to everyone. But with breakups one of the one of the ways to one of the main ways that we should help ourselves to heal from that grief is by talking these things out and because if we process them in our own minds given that that chemical state that our brain is in it can do all sorts of nasty tricks on us thinking you know if we're that, that part of our brain that's only concerned with being a mate and reproducing sometimes takes over during that time. And so if you're trying to, you know, think about the, the logic and the, you know, maybe that person wasn't that great for me and, and maybe, you know, this is actually a good thing, that other part of your brain's going, no, you've just got to, I'm going to make you remember all the things you miss about them and make you want to get back together with them. Um, the point being there's just this whole internal mess of things going on where we're normally us introverts we'd, we'd figure things out quite happily on our own and, and be able to have a abc cool we're going to do this at that time it's, it actually kind of works against us so it is a really it's the best time to actually start voicing what you're feeling and start putting labels to things and, and names. Labels aren't great in general, but just at this time it does help. And I find that that's always been a challenge for me is actually speaking and, and doing that external um, processing. Even if it's with family, it's still an issue for me. Again, talking way too much but yeah just, <laughs> if you have any more thoughts about it just jump on in yeah. yeah no I can totally relate and I think I mean one one kind of middle step there could be writing because it's yeah. almost like you're giving your mind an outlet at least okay. you know putting pen to paper and, you know yeah kind of I think that you know it's, I mean everyone knows the kind of the healing benefits of journaling that's why we do it, isn't it? yeah process more and, and kind of have that outlet um and also speaking out loud to yourself can be a kind of midway <laughs> oh point. Um, the idea of it just makes me cringe but i know it's a great one <laughs> just yeah, that, that it's so, so unnatural for us to be able to do that, but I, I can completely see where you're coming from now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that intermediary so step. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that leads us nicely into to what kind of ways, how do we, I won't say fix it, but how do we empower ourselves? And, you know, the world's not going to be changing any anytime soon. We're still you know listen to the loudest and and all of that how do we how do we allow how do we strengthen our our own um communication skills how do we empower ourselves and as introverts and and to be able to do the things that we need to do yeah so i love to start with like just knowing knowing yourself knowing all the the parts that shape who you are mm. and so and especially, you know, when, when we do lack self-worth and self-confidence, it's so easy to focus on all the negative yeah. weaknesses and the imperfections. And that's just 
yeah, of course, we're going to have some weaknesses, but that's just one piece of the puzzle of who you are. So just really um, giving yourself that time and space to to journal and write about, okay, what are, you know, what are the things I need to thrive in my life? What, you know, what are my passions? What are my values? What are my strengths? Um, you know, what are my desires? And just, you know, all of these these things that shape who you are and being yeah. really honest because you know this is it's not about what you think you should like or what you, do, you know what other people are doing it's all of all coming from you like yeah what feels true for you um and you know these things can really help you to to determine your boundaries and make decisions and prioritize because once you know those answers which you know they can still change but yeah. they are they're such important pieces you know to um to what's going to enhance your well-being and your happiness mm. so yeah i love starting with that um and and you know and you can also look at um what one of the areas that you'd like to heal and grow in as well and yeah. then and doing and then you know, approaching those areas from a place of, of love and compassion and empowerment rather than from a place of judgment and shame. Yeah. So there's acceptance of like, okay, this is this is what is true for me right now and this is where I want to go. Um, and then and then that leads into the kind of yeah, self-empowerment by looking at um, looking at your limiting beliefs and yeah. self-talk habits um, and realizing this is probably the biggest lesson for me is realizing that you can choose what you focus on you, know, you can choose your beliefs <laughs> and your um, yeah, thoughts that you focus on um, because they're not facts <laughs> no, no but but what you choose to believe will be true for you so that's like the most empowering thing when you can really realize that and then you get to choose, okay, so do I want to continue believing these negative, you know, limited beliefs? Yeah. Or do I want to choose, you know, do I want to replace them with empowering ones? Yeah. And then yeah. kind of and understanding how those beliefs and those thoughts impact your emotions and impact your behavior and, you know, your sense of identity. Um, it's, all, it's all connected. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you still going? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Um, well, I mean, but yeah, I can add to that. I can add to that. Yeah. So, I mean, think ongoing self-love and compassion is just a key part of that because, again, it's not about becoming this perfect human being or becoming an extrovert. You know, it's not about that. It's still having full permission to be human, to make mistakes, to face challenges and fears. Um, and just again, it's it's about how you respond to that. Mm. You know, are you gonna are you gonna judge yourself and feel ashamed and kind of get into that negative cycle, or are you gonna choose to have compassion for yourself and be yeah. like and, and reframe it? You know, it's, again, there's always a way to reframe a challenging situation. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I completely agree with with the the whole strategy that you, you you talk about because i 
I, I know that um, like I, I feel completely different than I was as a, you know, even even five years ago. It's just understanding yourself and, and being comp- like that confidence allows you to then speak up in meetings or say, no, I don't want to do that to in different situations. I, what I love about your, your process is it, it starts inside, which is, you know, where that's the that's our world is inside really that that internal that more so for introverted people and how we focus on who we are that identity and and getting to love all the different parts of us and and then you know working on our vision but also the working on that that negative self-talk and those narratives that have sort of been accepted by our brains and 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 the, the bit that I absolutely love is actually you have the choice to, to decide yeah. what stays in there and what doesn't and you can like painting a picture you can you can pick where you want to go choose your own adventure I really love that because we have yeah. so much more agency in these types of situations than people realize yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but of, of course it's gonna it takes consistency you know consistent yeah. practice and commitment because those old beliefs are pretty ingrained in, in our brains so we have to it's only natural and it's going to take some commitment to yeah. reprogram because it, it's exactly like I found going to the gym like and strengthening those muscles like I'd love to just go once a year and then it's all fixed for me but it just doesn't for some reason it doesn't work um so yeah that, that consistency and that 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 repetitive kind of and it's you're actually just saying out loud or internally or whatever that I'm, I'm worth it. I deserve the time to be spent on myself and to be able to help myself become more confident and more empowered. And yeah, I love that. I really love that approach. Um, and also I, I love how like your the manner in which you do all of these things. It's like you're not a loud and sort of in your face type energy it's it's your very um calming energy and, and nurturing and but you're still getting the point across and it's it's um it just it demonstrates how it's just a, a great example of what you can be after all of these things happen in your life I think it's really great and yeah there another country what is this the country counts up to four now four or five <laughs> <laughs> really countries that are in your life it's great so having spoken about all of these things, we've got all of these challenges that are still present today now, now ever-changing world. It's it's becoming more woke and, and more inclusive and all of that, but there's still challenges there. And I love hearing about the the overall concepts and and you know the how of what we actually can do to help and, and strengthen ourselves, empower ourselves, and take back our power. How what are some steps that we can do immediately? Say if someone leaves our talk today and they would love to start that journey, what are three, let's say three things that they can go away and do right now? Okay, so number one, I would say cultivate some sense of acceptance towards yourself, your past, your situation right now. Okay. Um, because again no one is perfect and you know the when when we the opposite of acceptance is resistance and when we resist something we 
just kind of like judging it and wishing it was different. We, we just get stuck in that energy. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, acceptance of where you are right now. And that can include acceptance of, of having negative thoughts and emotions, but it's, you know, it's still, there's still a sense of like, you, you stop fighting with it. Um, and that is actually the key to being able to move forward with much more ease. Okay, um, okay. Again, because, you know, if you're, if you're constantly resisting it, fighting it, yeah. you'll just stay stuck there. As soon as you accept it, it's this kind of openness of like, okay, this is how things are, and this is where I want to be, and there's, a more, there's kind of like a sense of clarity and ease that opens up there. And could they start in like one particular area of their life to focus on? Maybe career, relationships, body image, something like something smaller to then mm. I am just trying to think of all the things in my life. I'm just thinking that's yeah. a massive list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Um, I think I think to do with yourself is probably the most important one, you know, acceptance okay. of of how you how you currently see yourself and kind of where where you are in your life okay yeah um, yeah yeah and then second one would be to write write a list of all the things that you that light you up that you love doing that make you feel alive energized yeah. playful calm yeah um, so that you just you know, aim to do at least one of those every day. Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the third one, I think, I mean, again, it's maybe not so concrete, but just to be, be so mindful of how you're talking to yourself and about yourself, mm. you know, noticing your how your language um, affects you. And every time you notice that it's negative, choose to choose to flip it okay um so because again it's like what what you practice grows stronger so if you're, yeah. if you're practicing those negative thoughts and self-talk that's just going to grow stronger so yeah yeah just as, as just this practice of being mindful of how you're talking to yourself and capturing it in the moment mm. as much as you can to then change it around these are great steps like it's and it's kind of like bringing all of what we've talked about down to like some really essential steps and so we've got the first one where we're we're accepting ourselves and we're you know perhaps being grateful for the things that we have and and learning to to understand that there are some you know shades within there that you may not like but but just to become aware of them and, and accepting that this is our life. These are the cards we've got to deal with for now and and start to embrace those things. And then the the next stage, which was um, writing down, you know, compiling a list of all the things that we love and, and doing at least one of those things every day. I completely agree. And I even drive my mother to tears sometimes with annoyance. <laughs> and you go, no, we're going to have family drinks tonight because, <laughs> and it's just going to happen. No, you can't do anything. So we've got, we're in our family, we've got a standing appointment at five o'clock. We'll stop what we're doing. We come and have some drinks. I think the drinks part kind of added in there after COVID, but, you know, um, and, and, you know, that's our time to, it's something we all enjoy. Um, and then, uh, of course, this is 
for for our listeners this is about stuff that they personally enjoy whether it's going out for a coffee um just taking yourself out for a self-date i really love that that um that tip and then finally the reprogramming because that is that is what reprogramming is it's it's noticing that negative self-talk or those fears that are coming in and, and just looking it in the eye and then just going actually let's turn this around and start practicing going the other way and it works it, it's just like you say before with the practice and persistence and just keep practicing it's really hard when you first start because you're like oh, yeah it's really weird and who am I talking to and whatever I mean yeah. as introverts we used to talk to ourselves so it's it's fine <laughs> it will get used to it eventually but I love those tips I think they're really helpful yeah and you can even see that kind of critical or fearful voice as you know, can you give it a name if you like mm. kind of kind of detach from it and then yeah. you can and then you're you're giving this kind of more loving empowering voice um you know also a chance to speak uh, and yeah. kind of instead of thinking that you are just this one person so yeah. one voice I always like to think of um, my own negative voice as just my brain, like all the stuff that it's scared of. And it's just like, oh, remember, you've got to do this thing. Remember, we're not good at that. Remember when you did that thing and and you sucked at it. Just remember that because if we do it again, we're going to (laughs) suck again. Um, And I've got lots of those hanging around. And every time I hear them, I think, oh, all right, brain, thank you for letting me know. And sometimes I just want to say fuck off, but you can't really because it's your own self it's your own fears and and worries and if you just treat it like a you know like a little kid and you're going okay cool thank you for letting me know but how about we think about it this way and um it's a it's just a personal thing that works for me and it seems to be okay and I have less self-loathing for myself (laughs) by just you know it's, it's just a way of having compassion for yourself I suppose the whole COVID lockdowns and and pandemic um sometimes I I, as an introvert I and and not putting any minimizing any of the hardships that's happened around the world but not having to be anywhere and just being alone in my thoughts it's actually been quite nice but um I may or may not cut this part out but what kind of effects have have has COVID had on say your clients or, or just the general trend of things yeah, I mean, I think um, I think it can, of course, be it can be nice to have the to take this the pressure off of having to be social or having to you know, go into work every day. Mm. Um, if you know, if you do go, if you have a workplace to go to, um, but at the same time. I'm very, I'm, I'm very like aware that we, we still need this balance because mm. even as introverts, we can we can have too much alone time, like ah, too much that's isolation yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's still very important for us to have boundaries around you know how much we're working or how much alone time we're having, and still you know making making an effort to. Have a, yeah. have a have a video call or meet up with someone if you can, depending on the restrictions. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's still very important to have that balance. 
that's really interesting. I never would have thought about it like that. I suppose following on from that, uh, 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 and perhaps these are misconceptions, but I wanted your just maybe a quick fire answer on them is are are introverts shy? I've got a couple of these. <laughs> um, so it, it kind of I I want to say no because that's the whole point that I the message that I'm giving is that it doesn't equal shyness, you know. Yeah. But I know I'm aware that some people some people see give shyness like a it depends what what meaning you give it you know is yeah. it this kind of thing that you're ashamed of or is it just like oh sometimes i'm shy you know like i take a i take a bit of time to warm up and open up you know yeah. so yeah 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 i suppose generally I yeah generally i i like to see it as separate oh sorry that just cut out just that part generally generally i like i, I like to see it as separate you know because the whole my message is that we can be confident introverts yes yes okay <laughs> i think that's a really good distinction because it, it's a, it is a common misconception that you know if you're an introvert that must mean you're shy i mean i always got that bloody label the whole all of my life um what about uh do introverts get lonely then as we like to energize ourselves on just in quiet and being on our own and and um, having that just internal filling up the tank. Can we get lonely? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you um, think it takes again, longer I, or, or just... Well, yeah. I think, again, it comes back to those that balance of boundaries because we, we can be very happy on our own with our own thoughts. But again, yeah. if, we, if we overdo that and you know, the kind of the more the more alone we are, the less you know, we're still social social animals or social humans, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And we need that. We need that. We need to be seen, we need to be heard, we need to practice communicating, you know. It's so important. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I and there was another I suppose concept around um Oh God, what was it called? I'll cut this bit out. Um, something like a high functioning. No, that's anxiety. Um, oh, is it uh, highly sensitive? No, uh, like an. It's like a dumb way of putting it, but like an extroverted introvert. So like it's not, you know, not needing. Um, like I suppose the question is, are there shades of? introvertedness extrovertedness is it, is it a spectrum or is it one or the other is it a binary thing no yeah it's definitely a spectrum yeah <laughs> yeah definitely and yeah. you know there's within within any given day or week or month you know our energy levels are going to change depending on you know internal things and external yeah things. so um again it's kind of it's kind of if, if we then kind of drop the labels and, you know sort of identifying or over identifying yeah. these labels that we have if we just drop them it, it comes back to okay what again what do what do i need to yeah. thrive what's my what's my ideal balance yeah yeah i love that it i, I and when it comes to 
I suppose not not trying to label things, but trying to figure out whether you know you'll get your energy from being around people or on your own, or you know whether um, strategies to help someone who's introverted um, can help. What can people do to figure out what kind of whereabouts on that that spectrum they are? Um, you know if constantly trying to um, process your thoughts outward just really isn't comfortable is that an indication or do they do they do a, is there a test we can do or you know what kind of things can they do to figure that out yeah so I mean I think if you if you've never done a test before that can be very insightful it can bring that sense of relief and comfort mm -hmm. that you know that there's a whole group of people similar to you um, yeah. So there's the Myers-Briggs, um, there's the Enneagram. Oh, um, yes. I think, there's, I think there's a few more, but they're the ones that I'm most familiar with. Um, and yeah, I think that, that's definitely a great place to start. Again, it's not going to be exactly describing you because it's impossible. <laughs> We're yeah. all 100% unique. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think we we shouldn't we shouldn't need to get too hung up on on labels. Really yeah. At the end, it's 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 about understanding yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and going so start listening to that intuition and that that internal voice and, mm -hmm. and start working with that rather than what people are the world is trying to tell you yeah. I love that I think that's exactly. great brings us full circle now speaking of ways that um, our audience can help themselves you've got some um, really great guides that um, would do you mind explaining a little bit more about those for us mm -hmm. so yeah I've got one free guide which is the confident introverts pathway and that's six steps to go from shy and insecure to confident and empowered and these are really the six steps that um that are within one of my one-to-one -one programs oh okay um, and it and it's the six steps that i that stood out for me on my own personal journey um, so it takes a very holistic approach to confidence you know looking at the, the mindset the emotions the yeah. body relationships sense of purpose um and so that's you know the, the guide is is kind of involves uh, answering some journal questions to gauge yep. where you are in each of those steps. Ah, um, mm -hmm. And the second guide is a mindset mastery guide. So that's 12 uh, mindset shifts and practices um, that you can use as many times as you like uh, to empower your mindset and really upgrade your life. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's like exactly what we were talking about earlier in the um, in the program where you're, you're talking about all those key pillars and, and actually helping yourself to become more confident and empowered. And and now there's some free tasters for people. I love that. That's really cool. I will put all of the details about that um, down below so um, you guys can access that whenever you need to. Um, well, that sounds fantastic. That's just, you know, as much as I know about these things in coaching circles it's always really 
just great to hear an expert talk about them and and to I always find that I'm learning more and more about these things and and about myself if I'm not going on about myself too much um it's just yeah it's really interesting and I and just just opens the mind up I absolutely love it and I love that it's about empowering and and you know that you have a choice you have a choice in all of these things you have so much more power than you realize and I absolutely love that um well I'd like to thank you so much Ellie for coming on to the show today and thank you for just bringing all of your wisdom and knowledge and and helping you know shine the light on a path that you've been on yourself and and helping other women to do the same um thank you so much for coming on is there any last things you want to say no just thank you as well it's an honor to to connect with you and with your community excellent well no doubt we will have you on again in the future and um and i just want to say thank you again and we look forward to seeing you again soon thank you okay bye So there you have it folks, one more piece to the puzzle and one massive step towards understanding your breakup journey and hacking the hell out of it. Thank you for joining us today and remember if you want to hear, see and do more to gain clarity and confidence, check out the new Hero app available for free download today. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode.